it's always easy to see a problem that somebody else has. It's always easy to identify all of the weaknesses and the things that somebody else should do better. What's harder to do and what's genuinely a challenge for us to do is to help that person do better. It's to help that person be better. And I would say that in some cases, it's hard for ourselves to do better. We're blind sometimes to the the things that we bring to the table, our own faults, our own challenges, and easily find the defects in other people. Instead of thinking, what are all the problems that other people have? We should be wondering, how can I help those around me? How can I build instead of destroy? How can I build up the next generation to be a better version of themselves? pour into them and give them a fighting chance? How can I be a part of the solution? That's truly what builds progress in society. When we can help those that are coming after us, pour into those that we see have needs, pour into those that we see could improve with the genuine need, with the genuine perspective, with the genuine attitude of helping them. That's when we'll see change. That's when we'll see the change that we want to to see in the world, when we are willing to give our time, our energy, and of our effort to help those in need. Maybe it's time for us to stop complaining. Maybe it's time for us to stop pointing out all the defects. Maybe it's just time for us to start working, start pouring, start doing. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Stories from Port St. Lucie, Florida. I am your host, Jorge Coxach. This podcast is dedicated to telling the stories of the people, the movements, the places, and the businesses that make Port St. Lucie feel like a small town, despite the fact that it's one of the fastest growing cities in all of the United States of America. In this podcast, you will hear people's stories of how they started businesses. You will hear them talk about their lives and what drives them to do what they do to form the bustling, thriving community that is our town here in Port St. Lucie. On today's show, we're going to interview Tanner and Jennifer from the PSL American Little League. Now, they're going to be representing the Little League here in Port St. Lucie, one of the oldest Little Leagues in the entire city. We're going to talk about how they took something that needed work and poured their heart and soul into it at a very young age. My name is Tanner Scott with Port St. Lucie American Little League. I'm the president here. And you're the president of the Little League. And as far as I understand, you're the youngest president that the Little League has ever had. Is that correct? Yes, sir. How old are you? I'm only 23. That's that's amazing. And I'm so happy to see, in fact, a lot of the leadership 
for the Little League is, is young people, is, is, is very young people. Um, why do you think that that, that has happened? Um, I think it's, it's, you know, dawn of a new era. We're trying to make something new and fresh and make it be the best that we can possibly be ourselves. Yeah, and, and you've definitely done great things with uh, the Lingate Field and, and uh, the, the building, the restoration. It looks amazing. So Thank kudos you. to you guys. Very good work. Thank you. Awesome. Um, so are you from Port St. Lucie? So, no, originally I'm from um, a little town in Maryland, Calvert County. I mm-hmm. uh, moved here when I was roughly 10 with some family. And then uh, I've just resided over here in Denson Beach for uh, since then. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really the closest park and league to my residence yeah. since they shut down Jensen Beach Little League. Mm-hmm. So this is just where everyone gravitated towards to call home. Yeah. And, and what got you involved with Little League? Um, so I played when I was, you know, from five until 18, um, wow. from T-ball to the senior leagues. Yeah. Um, then I took off and did some high school. And then a career-ending injury resulted oh. in losing some, some scholarships. Um wow. So really had to learn to cope with that. And then after that is how do I move forward? And it really got me into the umpiring or the officiating aspect of the sport. Yeah. And so after doing that for a couple of years, I found the nearest park here yeah. was looking for umpires. So I came in, did umpiring for two years, and then I was the umpire in chief. So position yeah. on the board for the next two years. And here we are five years later. Yeah. So, so 23 now, yes. five years ago, you were only 18. 18. Just received the news wow. of all my scholarships pulled because of the injury. What yeah. kind of injury? What happened? I'd have Tommy John. And, you know, five years ago, it's not what it is today. Today, you can rehab and be back in the sport in six weeks. Yeah. Um, back then, it's, you know, it, it took a lot more work. Yeah. What is... Um, Tommy. Tommy John. So it's yeah. where you tear the ligament in your elbow. Okay. And they pretty much have to go back in and reattach the function of your arm, elbow down. Yeah. You can't really play baseball without your elbow. Right. Wow. Right. Wow. And this was already at the, at the college level. This was coming out of high school, looking to go into college, yes. Wow. And, and I mean, having played all of those years, it was looking very promising for you. It was. And there's a small itch in the elbow led to one thing led to another. And one day wow. you just get the, the devastating news. Yeah. It's, it's difficult when you have something set in your mind that this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to do with my life. And then something happens that completely derails that and you've turned it into something positive because you since you know you, you're giving back to the community you're pouring into the little league you've worked extensively to renovating and restoring this particular park and and this little league section um so you're giving back what 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 happened that that caused you to i mean instead of you could have been just frustrated angry and mm-hmm. and said forget about all of this and, and done nothing why did you instead decide to pour into the league? Um, so one of the big things we teach the kids here is that whether you make an error, a bad play, you strike out. Um, mm-hmm. Life goes on whether you like it or not. Wow. Um, so why do you want to be miserable and dwell on the past when you can live for the future? Mm. Um, so 
instead of dwelling on the mistake you made or the injury you had, whatever the case yeah. may be, why can't you turn it into a positive thing where you find something else to purpose your life for? Yeah. Turning that negative experience into something positive. And now you're helping kids to discover their, their love for the sport, to discover their own abilities and, um, and, and helping them in their future. Right. And in, in an attempt to give them those life skills and also um, if maybe if it's just one or two, but keep them from going, choosing the same things that I chose as a pitcher and ultimately causing the injury in the end. So if I can save one kid's arm, two kid's arms, just by tweaking mm. small things that I've been through, yeah. then that's really the biggest win from my book. Wow, that's, that's powerful because you're saying there were things that could have been prevented perhaps. Correct. There were aspects of this that could have been prevented and now you're in a position that you can do something about it. And so you're taking those steps so that this doesn't happen to other kids in the future. Right. Wow. Would you say that baseball um, is, is a big part of your life? I think it would be my life. Yeah. Um, it's really taught me everything I know, whether it be from you know, following through with what you start with, compassion, com you know, as far as all the way down to teamwork. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, baseball teaches you a lot more than just how to swing a bat and throw a ball. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not very good at baseball. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. I played baseball in middle school. That was that was the last time, and um, I was very fast since I played. I played soccer, and um, they put me in the center field as an outfielder. So they figured, you know, I'd use my speed to catch the ball. Um, and in the first game, I was out there. I was ready. I had my glove, and I missed the ball. And it hit me in the forehead. <laughs> it was just a fly We've ball. We've all been there. <laughs> I had the stitch marks of the ball on my forehead. <laughs> I'm sure you were much better than that. Well, we all started that way, whether we like to admit it or not. <laughs> you know, that's another important thing because um, sometimes you think that when you're starting, you need to be at a certain level. But everybody is terrible when they start anything. Right. Um, how has it been coaching and leading kids to realize that potential for themselves? It's really a rewarding thing um, to see a kid or a team have almost no chance to do anything like baseball wise turn into something that you never thought they had. So yeah. it's like this, for example, this past year we had a team, um, a 16 under team. So a mm -hmm. senior division, 13 to 16, that we started the season being mercyed every game. No matter where we went, it was always 10 nothing, 15 nothing. We were just being destroyed over and over and over. And slowly but surely, we just came back and we started to be that team. Started to destroy people 15 to nothing, 10 to nothing, over and mm -hmm. over. People who mm -hmm. were just beating us last week. Yeah. Um, and how, how do you turn around a team that, that quickly? It's all about coaching parenting in the relationships that you build with the players you know wow. if if you're just there to tell them what to do mm -hmm. they're not going to understand if you're there to yeah. relate with them and show them how to do it and be there for them and with them in the long run yeah the process is really rewarding yeah i, I mean i could imagine seeing a team go from losing every game um and, and what you said mercyed Yes. Does that mean that they end the game early right. because of, of, of the amount of points that the other team has made? Right. So if you're 
if you're trailing by 10 or 15 after a certain amount of innings, yeah, then they, they end the game because for, I guess, humanitarian reasons yeah. or sportsmanship reasons, they don't want to crush that kind of spirit. Yeah, I mean, it's devastating yes. to, to lose by, by that many points. Right. Um, how did you choose your position to be a pitcher? I mean, that's, that's what you did, right? That's, yeah, I was a pitcher first base utility. Um, so really everyone says, you know, you can't, you can't teach a pitcher to be a pitcher. Okay. Um, you know, they're just born with it. Really? Is that true? That's not true. Oh, that's not true. I may have, everyone told me that I had the natural born talent, but I was competing with kids that didn't know what a baseball was until they were seven. Wow. Um, so it's, let's talk about that process. If you have a coach that's willing to go the process with you, you can turn you into anything you want to be. Yeah. Wow. So you're saying that it's not that um, you were born with the ability to be a pitcher. You just, you you were coached into that role. I had the proper leadership that saw my talent, put me where it would best fit me, yeah. and made sure I was happy there. Wow. What's your favorite pitch? Definitely the fastball. The fastball? If I can burn one by you, I'm going to do it. Wow. So just between us here and our listeners uh, how fast did you throw it my top was 93 93 that's yeah. i don't think i can hit a 93 that was the hour. week before the tingle so oh, <laughs> i was hoping i was hoping to break the triple digits eventually in my life but yeah i'll live with 93 yeah yeah 93 is impressive either way that that's amazing little bit more about Lingate itself because I know that there's a history here there has to be um, there had to be a restoration of the park so for there to be a need for restoration there had to have been some um, something that happened to the park can you tell me a little bit about what happened right so we were founded and first chartered in 1981 since then we've been a baseball softball until somewhere down the line someone decided we don't have enough softball girls so let's just go baseball Mm-hmm. And they built these two beautiful um, score box buildings. With the one has a concession stand down bottom, and it they've been maintained over the years. They have, but it seemed almost as if they were ignored at some point. You could see the just the yeah. aging of them. Um, so this past year, with the new board installment and really the drive of this board is almost unparalleled to any I've ever seen mm-hmm. and been even played under. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided, you know, enough talking about doing this. Let's just do it. Just do it. So we had a 24-hour approval process, and we just got at it. Wow. Yeah. We renovated the upstairs. We have plans for downstairs. You know, we've, in the past, relationships have been broken with parents and players from the previous yeah. boards. We're rebuilding those, reaching mm-hmm. out to sponsors that told us to never contact them again to wow. try to rebuild those relationships. So yeah. not are we really just renovating physically here. We're renovating with relationships everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Building relationships is such a key thing for anyone to do and, and for any organization to do, especially one that serves the community in this way. 
Now, one of the things that I learned is that you work with sponsors in order to help kids um, play baseball for free. But why is that important and why is that an objective of the league? Right. So the biggest thing with Little League is everyone involved or character counts is another big one as well. Um, mm -hmm. So just because you don't have the financial means to bring your kid here doesn't mean that he will not or she will not play here. Like We will find a way to yeah. have your kid on this field and you know somewhere to call home. Yeah. Um, as if like when I did and like Jen did when she was little, um, you know, money is just an object. We can always get more of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so for the time being, I'd rather see your kid downstairs developing with a smile on their face. Yeah. Um, knowing that, you know, they have a place and that you as a parent, it's not hurting you any more than just bringing your kid here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's powerful. Um, you both have very deep ties in this particular league and in what it has done for you. What do you think are some of the benefits for parents who are considering putting their kids in Little League? What are some of the benefits for them playing? Um, really, it all comes back to the character. Um, it teaches you things that you may not learn elsewhere, whether it be team building, um, compromise, mm -hmm. um, things of those natures that you really need you need a team sport to teach you yeah for you to develop for you to learn right what has been some of the biggest challenges that you faced probably the biggest that i faced personally is resistance amongst the league whether it be the board yeah. or the parents or you know everyone has this grand idea for the league and it may not need it may not take the same path and sometimes there's people who don't have the grand idea. They'd rather just see it crash and burn. So really it's just the resistance that we had in the past is really the biggest problem I've seen and challenge I've had here. Like mm -hmm. I said, with this new board, there is none of that. There is just, it's blue skies from here. Yeah, thankfully. a willingness to work. Why do you think that, that there was resistance in the first place? Um, I'm not sure if whether it was political influations or personal influences, yeah. but um, I don't think I personally I don't know. I don't think anyone will know why they wanted to yeah. do it like that. But yeah, you no, know, they're they're not here anymore. Right, and change is coming. Yeah, and we're looking forward to the things that will happen, and that's the important thing. Um, forgetting what is behind. Right, we mm -hmm. press forward towards the goal. Is what right. Paul says. Um, so, uh, speaking of what lies ahead, what what does the future look like for the little league? Mind if we let Jen answer those? I, I don't mind at all. Hi, I'm Jennifer. Um, I am the league information officer here at the league. I've been with Port St. Lucie American League for going on two and a half years. Okay. Um, how how did you get involved with the league? Um, we moved here from Buffalo, New York. Um, I grew up here. I moved away and we came back. I had a little one who wanted to play baseball, so we signed up. And before I even had him registered, I was at a board meeting joining a board. Wow. That's that's pretty fast to, to get involved. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and, and how has your experience been here so far? It's been good. Um, moving down, I was not in contact with a lot of my 
um, friends growing when I, from growing up. You know, we moved away distance, and I came in and I felt a family. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a family feel when you have organized sports and when you're involved in the sports, uh, for sure. So, what do you think um, the future holds for for the little league here? I see big things for the future, for sure. Mm. Um, under with Tanner here, we, a lot has happened in just a month that he's been president, or officially a week, but uh, about a month he's kind of taken the lead. It's it's going. Um, you know, registration is open right now, and that's what we're tackling with sponsorships. Yeah. So so let's say that somebody wants to be registered and they want to register. Um, their children in order to be in the league, what would they have to do? How, how can somebody register? Um, they can go to PSLAmericanLittleLeague.com, and in the top right corner, there's an option for registration. You're going to click that, um, and then through Sports Connect, it will ask you to create an account. From there, you'll create a profile for the child, and it'll just ask a couple of questions. And then that's that's it? That's it. It's pretty you're, simple. You're um, you know, sometimes Sports Connect has, just like every registration system or uh, systems, there's complications. And if that happens, all they have to do is reach out to us through email, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and yeah. uh, we'll try and solve those situations. Well, what's the email that people can use to reach you? Um, it is P-S-L-A-L-L, baseball at gmail.com. Or they can call us at 772-207-1025, and that comes to Tanner and I's phone. So well, if I can't reach it or answer it, Tanner can. Yeah, and that's and that's if they have any questions or if... Now, we did mention that there was an option for people who perhaps couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. Do they go through the same registration process? Yeah, so they would continue through the registration process just as they normally would. Um, when it gets time to payment, they could reach out to us and say, you know, hey, I'm in a situation, I want my kid. Um, there's not many questions we'd ask. You know, we just want to make sure every kid is on the field. It doesn't matter. We've had a couple of families reach out wanting to sponsor different kids, so um, we do have that ability. We will never turn a kid away that wants to be on that field. Not yeah. at all. Now, you were you were part of this Little League mm-hmm. um, yourself. So um, tell me about your experience as a, as a baseball. Did you play baseball or softball here? Baseball. Um, well, there was a joke made when we were doing the restoration upstairs that mm-hmm. if you found any paperwork from 2000 to let me know because my name was probably there. Yeah. And then, you know, the next day, um, a good friend of ours said, uh, Jennifer, here's the devil rays from 2000. And I said, no way, you know. And yeah. sure enough, we found all my mom's registration paperwork for me to play baseball here. You found the paperwork that, that for your registration. Yeah. <laughs> I sent a picture to my mom. I said, Mom, you'll never believe this. And of course, you know, laugh about it. And, you know, it was yeah. one of those, I have to see, send me a picture. And yeah, it, that's uh, rich. It's you know, we talk about how life can be full circle. And, you know, here I was mm-hmm. in 2000 playing on the Devil Rays. And, you know, this past season, my son was on the Rays himself, not even remembering that I was on the Devil Rays. You're kidding. He played on the same team that you played in. Yeah, you know? 21 years later. Wow. Yeah. That's full circle. That is full circle. So, you know, when we talk about the restorations that we're doing and um, building this league and going to new opportunities, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about what we're mm. doing for us. We're talking about what we're doing for the kids and what they're going to yeah. be able to say, 
when I was your age, this is what I was doing. This is, this is the whole circle. Yeah. And I mean, baseball seems to be very central to Port St. Lucie. Um, would you agree? Yes. Why do you think that, um, why do you think that is? I think you get a sense of community. You know, Mm. it's not just your kid or another kid. You, you form a family with that team and then that team forms families within that division. And then that grows outside of the division into the league. And now here we are, we have a baseball family. This is it. I can know I can count on every single one of these parents pretty much here. If I need them, it's not just what are you doing behind the plate? What are you doing out on the field? It's what are you going to do? And what are we going to bring for these kids? How are they going to grow? So, yeah, how to really invest in them. Your, your objective is really one of building them. Mm-hmm. And, and that in turn builds the community. Correct. In, in the long run. Right. It's not just, you know, about baseball. Like Tanner said, it's resilience. It's commitment. It's community. It's all of the pieces together that will raise these kids. Yeah. Um, how many teams do we have? Last season, we had 11 teams. Um, we're registration still open, so we won't know the exact number until we close registration. Wow. Are the teams broken up by age? Or? Yep. So we have the T-ball division, which goes up to six. And then from there, the minors division. In minors, you have coach pitch, which is about six to eight. And then you have player pitch, which is about eight to ten. And then you have majors, which is what... Um, you know, those are what you see at Williamsport. <laughs> mm. So those are your 10 to 12-year-olds. And then from there, you have um, 50, 70 juniors and seniors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any any opportunities where old people like me can go play just for fun? <laughs> <laughs> there is an adult softball team that plays here on Friday nights. <laughs> I'm one of those, too. <laughs> so. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so I've, I've really enjoyed um, our conversation here today. Is there anything that, that, that the league needs right now that you want to uh, inform the community about? Um, right now, we, want, we are looking for sponsors. We're looking for sponsors to come out, and uh, we have a couple different levels that they can choose from. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put a banner on our fields. You can get high-traffic banners, premium banners. Um, we're looking for two scoreboard sponsors. Um, those are three-year sponsorships right above our scoreboard where everybody looks at the entire game. Um, so we're looking out for some sponsors, and that money doesn't just go towards, you know, like we said, we're the, the league. We're unpaid volunteers. All of that money goes directly back into the kids. That gets families who um, are having a hard time paying for registration fees. That gets those kids on the field. It gets into um, their safety training for coaches and ensuring that our coaches are trained if something were to happen, like a heat stroke or a possible concussion or yeah. basic first aid. You know, that's getting coaches to know what they're doing. Um, everything goes back into the field or in the, t- the kids. So um, sponsorships and really we just want the kids on the field. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the objective. Mm-hmm. So if you do have a kid, make sure that you sign them up. Yeah. Now, you do have a fall season, so registration is still open for that. Yes. Um, the regist- our season starts uh, September 11th. Officially, games will start like around the 25th, I think we said. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for coming on, um, Jen. And um, thank you so much, uh, Tanner, as thank well. Thank you.
it's been a pleasure, this conversation. And um, I hope that we can really get the community um, to support this and, and for our kids to benefit because they are the ones that in the end will benefit from this. Right. And, you know, if any community partners have questions, they can reach out to us. We'll love to show them around. I mean, we're proud of this place. Yeah. How, how do they reach you again? Um, they can call, uh, call us at 772-207-1025 or they can email PSL baseball p-s-l-a-l-l-baseball at gmail.com and again that goes to tanner and i so okay fantastic thank you guys thank you thank you for listening to today's episode this has been jorge coxac with stories from psl florida if you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to like, to subscribe, and of course to share it. We value your reviews, so if you have something that you would like others to know about the show, please write us a review and give us a rating. Also, if you'd like to contact us, send us an email at contact at pslflorida.com. Looking forward to hearing from you and looking forward to once again joining you on our journey to get to know the people, the places, the movements, and the businesses in our town. Till next time, goodbye.